Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe, brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. For any listeners out there who are thinking of either remortgaging, getting a new mortgage, buying a home, and need mortgage advice, Denise is a great person to talk to, uh, as, is, as are those who are looking at buying and needing insurance policy for their home or condo, uh, or even want a review of their insurance products. Lori Zorn an insur- at uh, Island Savings is a great person to talk to. If you'd like information on how to contact either of them, they're both show supporters here, just go online to cfax1070.com and find The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe uh, under Shows, and you'll find their contact information right there. Today, we're having a discussion about moving to Victoria and being a new resident in our community. Uh, Our show is going to be a little different today. I mean, for all of the weeks that we've been on, we have been talking to experts like plumbers and landscapers and contractors and all of those things uh, to help give you advice on things to do for your home. Uh, Right now, we're going to be talking about things that are happening out there in the community. There's been a lot of conversation about foreign buyers. Of course, the city of Victoria last month made a motion to pass the foreign uh, investment tax uh, on properties here in Victoria, just the same as Vancouver's had since August, and Toronto actually, uh, Ontario implemented last month as well too. It's a hot topic, and it's something that people have been talking about. Uh, is the property value uh, increases in Victoria solely a result of foreign investment? And that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. So, uh, before we begin. Uh, we always like to go to our listeners. So uh, we had a message from Rob. Uh, Rob's question is, when's the best time of the year to buy or sell? Uh, good question, Rob. And actually, it's funny. It's one that we haven't had quite yet. Uh, there's a couple of rules of thought here. Um, you know, first of all, when you go to chapters or Bolin books, you're going to find the uh, real estate do-it-yourself books. And they almost always say, Real estate is best in the spring. Well, I have to tell you this. As uh, the listeners know, I've been doing this for a long time. This is 26 years for me. There is a distinct pattern that happens almost every year. Now, I say almost because, let's face it, the last year or two have been very abnormal uh, with very strong uh, markets here in Victoria. But the rest of the time, there is a very distinct pattern. Uh, The first thing that I want to say is that when you think about it, there cannot really be a point in time during the year where it's good to both buy and sell because typically it's either a buyer's market or a seller's market. Uh, the do-it-yourself books will always say that spring is the time for real estate, um, but spring is the time that everyone seems to put their houses on the market. It's when the weather starts getting better, everyone's flowers are blooming, they're cutting their grass, homes just look great in the spring, and consequently, that is the time people put their properties on the market. What does this mean, though? It means that buyers have a lot more choice. So consequently, the spring is generally a good time for you if you're buying because you have more selection, there are more things to choose from. Uh, In a normal marketplace where there's selection, uh, you can take your time. Um, Consequently, it is a strong buyer's market. Now, let's just think about the fall. Come October, November, even December, 
this is the time of year that people start taking their properties off the market because let's face it, nobody wants to buy or sell real estate during Christmas time. So consequently, there's very little inventory. It always happens this way, particularly November and December. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that sales stop because we still have real estate sales even in the month of December. It's amazing. We see sales happen on December 27th almost every year. Uh, and now what does that mean? Well, first of all, as I said, nobody really wants to be buying or looking at houses over Christmas time. People have other things on their mind. However, we do find that the people who are looking to buy over the holiday seasons are typically not people who want to buy, but it's people that have to buy. So maybe they are uh, folks that have sold their home. Uh, they're in a tough bind. They need to buy something for the new year. Uh, the attitude of the buyer is very different. That combined with the fact that there's no inventory means that it's a good seller's market. So sellers typically do very well during the fall. So to get back to your question, Rob, when's the best time? Well, if you're thinking of buying, spring's great. If you're thinking of selling, fall's great. Now, what happens if you got to do both? A lot of people sell in the wintertime uh, and they set up a long possession date so they don't need to move out right away. And of course, that just gets them into the point of time uh, like January, February, where the inventory levels start increasing. Makes for a good time to shop. Uh, anyways, that's uh, the answer to your question. Uh, for any of you, if you have uh, any questions that you'd like answered on our show, please visit cfax1070.com. Or call our hotline, uh, which is 250-414-6540, 250-414-6540. Uh, now, let's go on the line where our show partner, Lori Zorn's associate, J.P. Sellis, is waiting. J.P. and Lori are home insurance experts at Island Savings. And he's going to give us a home insurance tidbit. Thanks for coming online, J.P. Thank you, Tony. Um Today, I'd like to talk about uh, homeowners renovations. Obviously, as the uh, weather begins to warm up, many homeowners are looking to do renovations. Whether planning a major or minor project, it is important to contact your insurance broker as your insurance policy may need to be updated to include construction-related risks. Mm-hmm. During, during renovations, you, know, you may need to vacate the home. You know, if vacant over 30 days, you may be in violation of your policy if you haven't notified your insurance company. Yeah. Yeah, if out of, out of your home for several months, you may require a vacancy permit. Yeah. And and even if you are out of your home for less than 30 days, your coverage still may be effective. Uh, items such as adding square footage, roof construction, provide risks that insurance companies will need to know about. Yeah. And then, you know, once the renovations are completed, you know, be sure to contact your broker again to update your policy. These upgrades may increase the value of your home and will need to be factored into your policy to ensure you are covered if you have a later claim. Yeah, how important. So basically, it's a reminder for people to make sure that they check into their insurance policies before they're doing uh, uh, improvements to their home, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's always good to you know talk to your broker and, and discuss what, what you've got planned or what you think of, you're doing and you know, the broker's always there to help you out. That's their main main job focus. Yeah. You know what? I, I hate to tell you this, but, I, and of course, people are listening, so here we are. You're telling me this right now. Uh, Island Savings has the insurance on, on my house, and we're doing a renovation right now. So I guess i got to call uh, you after we're done yes, here at the studio. Yes, yes you do. <laughs> uh, my goodness. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, um, uh, products right now that people have to choose from, because uh, Island Savings has taken on some, some more, right? Yes, we are. We're currently, we uh, we have Canadian Northern Shield as one of our providers, and we are looking 
to uh, add a couple more as this year goes on. Um, Intact Insurance is someone that uh, we are looking to add on here uh, very quickly, mm-hmm. uh, as well as a third provider uh, coming in the fall. So we've got some some major things happening here, some some big options available to us going forward. Yeah. So, and one of the things that we have talked about on the show here with Lori uh, several times before is always a good idea to get your insurance policy reviewed, right? That's something that you guys do. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always okay. Just like, you know, with, with doctors, you get a second opinion. So always get to get with your insurance to get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. Just, to, you know, make sure that, you know, you're, you're covered properly or things that maybe you've just let go year over year and haven't reviewed and maybe you're not insured correctly. Yeah, because people collect things. They, you know, they buy new things. They, they, you know, there's more stuff in their house every year. You want to make sure that you got that coverage, right? Absolutely, or renovations that you did years before that you never even thought about and, you know, your your house is valued more than what you're, you're currently insured for. Yeah, yeah, so important. Um, JP, people need to reach you. How can they do that? What's the best number to call you at? The best number to call me at would be at our Jubilee branch on Fortin Fowl Bay. And uh, my phone number here at the branch is 250-519-4812. That's my direct line, so you can reach me Monday to Friday. Yeah, how about an email address? Email address is jpsellers at islandsavings.ca. You better, you better spell that for us. It's uh, J-P-C-E-L-I-Z yeah. at I-S-L-A-N-D-S-A-V-I-N-G-S. Islandsavings.ca. Uh, JP, you're always very handy to have around, and I know because I'm around your branch quite often, uh, going to Starbucks there next door by Jubilee <laughs> Hospital, uh, just peeking in there. You are right there at the window, so you get the wave to everyone that's in the neighborhood Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. All day. Yeah, and I can attest to the fact that you're a pretty, pretty friendly guy, so if anyone has a question about insurance, uh, I, I, I think you're, you're, you're quite approachable. Thank you. I appreciate that. Great. Thanks for coming on the line, JP. Um, Thank you, Tony. Thanks for having me. Great. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break here, and in a moment, we'll be back talking about becoming a new resident of Greater Victoria. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Today is a different show. Uh, the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe typically covers items that sellers, buyers, and homeowners find handy in real estate. However, today we're talking with two members in our community who are neither born here nor raised here, yet chose Victoria to live. Uh, in the studio today are Ocean Liu and Leon Chang. Thanks for coming, guys. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Ocean is a business instructor instructor at Camosun College. Uh, she also runs a, a wonderful new organization that she's going to be telling us a little bit later called Ocean Rain Arts and Entertainment. Um, uh, sorry, Arts and Education. Uh, and she'll be explaining that a little more. Leon is a branch manager at one of the big five financial institutions here in town. They're not here to talk about their businesses, but rather to talk about being at first an outsider, then a valued member of our community. Uh, Yes, listeners, these are people who many may call foreign investors or consider foreign investors, uh, but they're not. I've read countless posts online and on social media from groups and people who say it's, it's impossible to own in Victoria now because prices are high, obviously, because of people from the outside buying houses here. And actually, I want to read to you a, a, a social media post that I received a couple of months ago. Uh, listeners may know that I am quite involved in this as well, too. When it comes to things like the foreign investor tax and reasons to do it or reasons to not do it, uh, we all have our opinions, and, and, and I will share some of that with you a little later. But 
like I said, I have to tell you, I'm going to read this right here from, and it was on Facebook uh, back in, uh, this was actually January. And I'm going to have to edit this, by the way. So the wording is, stop selling off Canada to dirty, corrupt, dark money from China, you sick bleep. You're a disgusting bunch of money-hungry bleeps who will do anything for a buck, typical Chinese gross. You know, that's pretty harsh. And first of all, I have to say the thing about social media that's interesting is I have this fella's name here because he posted on Facebook. So I won't mention it on air. Uh, I know who he is. I haven't, uh, I mean, it was not a nice comment. This is not the first that I've received, by the way. I received quite a bit because of the fact that I'm relatively vocal here in town. Listeners know that I am Chinese. You can tell by my voice, however, that uh, I'm from here. I was born and raised here in Victoria. Uh, I, I do not speak Mandarin. Uh, my Cantonese is very weak. Uh, my father was born here in Victoria. Uh, his mother was born in Vancouver. Uh, we are several generations here in the lower mainland of British Columbia. Uh, however, I do understand um, uh, the needs and requirements of people that are moving to Victoria. And we're not just talking people from China or the Chinese. We're talking people from anywhere all over the place. Um, so, Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again for coming. Uh, we had you here um, in the station a couple of months ago as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell tell us your story, Ocean. Where where did you come from? Um, I was born and raised in Beijing, in the capital city of China. Yeah. And I came here in 1999 as an international student. Basically, just want to learn English and to see, yeah. you know, the outside world will be outside of the, um, you know, forbidden city okay. and summer palace. Had you, had you ever been outside? Like, did you do much traveling before? No, I. The only place I've been to is back in 1989 when I went to Moscow to perform for wow. the president yeah. of um, at the time Soviet Union. Because of course you were a dancer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I just really fell in love with Victoria, yeah. and I really enjoy making all the friendship along the way. And well, I. So so tell us, like when you when you were growing up, what was your what was your vision of Canada? Oh, well. I never heard about Canada until a very famous Canadian uh, Caucasian comedian made it um, in China. His name is Da Shan. Um, uh, He's just typical, um, you know, what we call white people. Okay. But somehow (laughs) he's so, he speaks perfect Mandarin. Okay. And uh, he's a very funny comedian. And he mentioned he was from Canada. Yeah. And that's why I, it got me really curious. And I said, oh, if such a person is so friendly and love our Chinese culture, yeah. that country might be really awesome to go and visit. Interesting. Okay, so when you, you came here to school, how, uh, how old were you at the time? Um, we I'm, won't do the math. Don't okay. worry. Okay. I look younger than I <laughs> okay. actually am, so yes. I'm not afraid to tell you. Yeah. Um, I was barely 20 years old. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what was it like when you first came to Victoria? Oh, I felt, oh, not only people are taller than me, the trees were taller as well. The trees, <laughs> yeah. And the blue sky. But at the time, Beijing was pretty good without the smog. Yeah. Um, so I, that, that was cool to see the, the, the tall trees and the landscape. Was it difficult for you? Was it difficult to, to, to come to Canada for schooling? Yes, very difficult. Um, first of all, I have to. Uh, I had to go through a very strict 
and somewhat tedious visa application yes. process because Canadian government wants to make sure that um, I'm a good student. I was a good student, and I had the right intention to come to Canada. And my parents, whatever money or financial help they can provide with me, is legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, so when you got here, you noticed the tall trees, the clean air, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, did you had you ever at that point thought about moving to Canada? No, because I, um, as you mentioned, I was a dancer, and um, as soon as I came to Canada, I truly, in Victoria, I realized, um, you know, where I want to um, learn dance in China, Beijing Dance Academy was actually one of the top dance school in the world. Wow. And I felt like, oh, I, I wanted to go back and finish um, my master's degree in choreography yeah. at Beijing Dance Academy. So um, it, was, it wasn't my intention. To so it, was there a point in time mm -hmm. when you were here in Victoria yeah. where you said, I must live here? Um, yeah, because I've, when I finished my master's program uh, degree in economics, and the statistics, I took on a co-op job at uh, one of uh, the amazing organization at BC government, BC Stats. Hi, everyone. Okay. And, um, Stats BC, yeah. yeah BC, uh, it's called BC Stats. Yeah. And uh, basically, I had such a positive and great experience working there. That was actually my official first full-time job. Yeah. And um, I just was very intrigued by um, people around me, yeah. and uh, I just said, oh, this is the life I want to have. And uh, but, but it must be difficult, because you, you were born and raised in this metropolitan city where, I mean, I've never, I haven't been there. Mm -hmm. It's huge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you it's have, huge. You yeah. have access to everything, and then you decide to move to tiny little Victoria, mm -hmm. which at the time had a population of 350,000 or whatever it is, right? Yeah. That's a big adjustment. Yeah, it was a big adjustment, but at the same time, it was not. Um, I actually really, um, it, it was a, like a self-discovery journey. I realized that I, I actually really want to contribute yeah. um, to the society. And yeah. uh, in Beijing, you felt you buried. Um, well, so people, millions of people, right? Millions of people. But in Victoria, I felt like every person counts. Yeah. And every effort counts. Um, I felt like I can play a much bigger role yeah. here in a, a much smaller community. And I, I'm truly very grateful that I was able to move here. You, yeah. you know, this is, this is amazing because I, I have heard this before, and you are very active in the community now. I mean, your, your uh, dance group uh, I have seen perform many times at uh, cultural events here locally in Victoria. You're very involved in organizations like the Chinese Commerce Association, which Leon, we'll talk about in a moment, is, is also uh, very involved in. Mm -hmm. um, so, so basically, I mean, w was any of this driven by finances by money did you did you think that moving here you would you know you buy real estate you'll end up making a whole bunch of money or was it more a lifestyle choice uh, it was definitely a lifestyle choice i don't think it's actually i think victoria is a very hard place yeah. to make it yeah. uh, financially and uh, we have a very it's not vancouver it's not vancouver yeah. and um is if you want to make money you should go to uh, Toronto, yeah. uh, Vancouver, or Calgary, mm -hmm. uh, or United States. Uh, good luck there. Um, but you know, that's not Victoria. It's not Victoria. It's yeah. actually you chose to be. I would say cold, poor. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> to, to me, Victoria. Oh my goodness, Ocean, Ocean Liu. Well, uh, we're here speaking about moving to Victoria and why Ocean and Leon Chang, who we'll speak about, uh, speak with in a moment, have moved to Victoria. Um, great conversation. We're going to take a quick little break here, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, you're listening to the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. I am your host, Tony Joe. Today, we're talking to a couple of guests here who are relatively new to Victoria. And when I say relatively new, you're not born and raised here in Victoria as I am, um, but you've come here and you've been very involved in the community. I was speaking earlier with Ocean Liu, uh, who's the principal of Ocean Rain Arts and Entertainment and Arts and Education. My goodness, it's <laughs> arts and ed- arts and education because I want to talk about your your new organization uh, pretty soon here, Ocean. Mm-hmm. But we're also talking with Leon Chang right now. Leon is the branch manager of one of the big five financial institutions here in Victoria. We're not here to talk uh, about banking. Uh, or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, we just want to get to know uh, you, Leon, a little bit better. But before we begin, um, I had earlier quoted a Facebook post that was sent to me uh, in January. Our producer in the studio here just asked if that happened after uh, I was doing the CFAX, or before the CFAX show. And, uh, it was before, so it was not a result of uh, listeners here. I have been very vocal in the community, uh, and I've received, frankly, a lot of um, nasty comments from people either... Uh, on Twitter or um, Facebook, other social media uh, uh, areas. And, you know, p- this is a very, very sensitive uh, uh, talking point for many people. And, of course, we're talking about Victoria's real estate, how expensive it is here. We are the third most expensive real estate in Canada right now after Vancouver and Toronto. Uh, and it is hard. There's no question there. Affordability is an issue here. It's hard for people to get into the real estate market. Uh, the average price for a single-family home right now is around $830,000. And, you know, most people can't get their heads wrapped around how am I going to buy a house, a starter house, for that kind of money on salaries and wages that exist here in Victoria? It's part of a big conversation, but the reason why we're here today is to demystify the fact that the Chinese are coming here to Victoria and taking over. Uh, Leon Chang, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tone. Yes. Leon, how long have you been here in Victoria? Um, my wife and I actually moved here from probably late summer, fall of 2010. Yeah, you're from Vancouver. You were in Vancouver, right? That's right. Yep. Okay. And uh, when did you move to Canada? Uh, my family actually immigrated uh, back in late 80s okay. or so, uh, and uh, we settled down in uh, Surrey actually when we first came. Yeah. So tell me about uh, uh, growing up. Like, where was home for you? Uh, well, Surrey uh, was uh, well. I mean, back uh, when I was a kid, we uh, we were from Taiwan, yep. and so uh, our home city is uh, Taichung. But uh, my family, my parents decided that. Hey, you know what? The kids gotta have a uh, good education, gotta have good outlook. So we're gonna move to this great country called Canada. So yeah. here we are. And and that was, I mean, back then we had a lot more migration from Hong Kong, especially in the eighties, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, was this a little different uh, from Taiwan? We would be probably one of the earlier immigrants from Taiwan at okay. the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it must have been a tough decision. So do you, oh. do you, do you remember anything about what your parents thought? about moving to Canada. I mean, obviously, there's a theme here right now because typically families, particularly the, the Chinese, the Taiwanese, they, they're they coming to Canada because they want to improve the lives of their families, right? Absolutely. 
So okay, so what was wrong with living in Taiwan? Well, they had other things uh, in mind. I mean, there were obviously different political forces at the time around the region, but also more importantly, it's about uh, what they know about uh, the North American culture, the can Canadian uh, lifestyle, uh, the way of lives here, and. Uh, you know, they wanted to make sure that uh, we have the best chances that uh, they can provide for us. Yeah, and again, this this is a common theme. Uh, when people ask me about why do people want to move to Victoria, usually it is around the kids and the family and education. And, and you know, Ocean just mentioned a few moments ago, I mean, to, to try to make your mark in a city like Beijing is going to be awfully difficult, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so growing up uh, in Surrey, uh, how were things for you? Uh, well, it was tough. Um, one of the things I think you were asking earlier is in terms of what we thought of our parents when we were first growing up and, you know, coming to here. Was it difficult? I bet it is difficult. And now that, you know, we're grown adults, now we're having our own families and such, uh, knowing how difficult it is to get to a new city, let alone speaking a new language, yeah. that's difficult. Growing up, okay. In so how was how was their English when they moved to Canada? <laughs> we thought it was amazing until today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean that's that's part of it. You know, they they speak whatever they can. They study. They learned, and uh, that's how they, they came along. Well, and and this is the thing. I think people often forget about because because there's this view that the Lower Mainland has been seen as a place where people can just make tons of money. And uh, it makes the uh, Asians interested in coming here and uh, consequently inflating real estate values. Uh, they're not really paying attention to the fact of what we just said, which is families wanting to, to, to have a better life. And I can only imagine what is it like for someone to uproot their home and to come to another country where their language isn't even the, the first language. It, it must be uh, daunting uh, for my parents. They knew nobody here. They didn't have any family connections, no friends. They just decided this is the good place to go. Uh, mm -hmm. And my father is a, a medical doctor. Okay. And so he decided we're going to immigrate here. All right. And for him, I mean, it probably would have meant, meant that he would have to recertify or, or, or go through an entire process. Right? He, yeah, that's absolutely what had to happen. Yeah. And again, I can't imagine leaving. He probably had a practice that was that was successful at home, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like me saying, okay, well, I, I'm going to leave my real estate practice and I'm going to move to, uh, I don't know, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine, right? <laughs> Moving to Mars. Move to Mars. Yeah, you it's almost like Mars, isn't it? You can't picture another, another best, better place to live. I mean, this is an amazing city. Yeah, so when you were growing up in Surrey, uh, did you have a chance to visit Victoria very often? Uh, a couple times. I mean, as kids, as you know, uh, newcomers to Canada, you go to the Bouchard Garden, you, you come Do see the, the typical our, harbor, stuff. you know, and all that. But, I mean, that's that's way back. But, you know, it's, it's I mean, I've always been fond of the city. Okay, so your wife and yourself made a choice to move here 10 years ago. Actually, it's more like uh, my wife, actually. Okay. She made a decision for me. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, she's actually an alumni of uh, University of Victoria yeah. School of Music. Yes. And so uh, after we got married, she said, you know what? I want to go back to school. I say, honey, whatever you say goes. So yes. we came here. Happy wife, place. happy life. Hey, you know it, Tony. Yes. I, I know you practice that every okay. day. So, <laughs> yeah. um, And she said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to go check out places. And so one day we had seven viewings. Yep. Last one be before we got on the ferry, 
put down the check for a deposit on uh, on on the house. Yeah, and f- so fast forward, you guys now have a little guy. You bet. Yeah, and oh, he's so cute. Yes, I know him because he he uh, hangs out well with with my little guys. <laughs> so uh, you know, I mean, I, I I suppose, and you know, Ocean will you can attest this as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a very different proposition to consider raising your little guy in small Victoria versus um, Beijing. Uh, or even Vancouver, right? You say small, Tony, but you gotta remember, I keep reminding everybody this, it's capital of BC. Yeah. Right? And uh, I think having him uh, growing up uh, here, he's coming up three uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, it's amazing. I've always talked about how amazing it is to raise families here. Yeah. It's a great city for that. Well, it, it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and consequently, the 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 the, the the surroundings are changing because we, we are definitely becoming much more multicultural here in Victoria. Yes, that's true. Right. Uh, I fear sometimes, unfortunately, some people might not appreciate that, but it is a reality, right? I, I mean, that's, that's, I, you know, that's 2017, you know, that's, that's where we are. And, uh, I, I, I love to be able to, uh, incorporate the different cultures uh, in a round, and uh, I, I, I like to, th- uh, to think of myself as part of the community. Definitely. Okay, now I, I asked, because we're heading to a break here in just a moment, but I asked Ocean before the last break, your move to Victoria here, was it motivated by the thought that you would be able to speculate and make a lot of money on your real estate? Not at all. It's happy wife, happy life. Yeah. It's for my family, the first and foremost. Yeah, and, and I mean, the, you own a home. You both own homes, right? Mm-hmm. A home ownership is something that, that a lot of people aspire to. Um, and it's one of those things. I think people expect a fair appreciation of value over time. Uh, it's just that we've seen a lot of uh, influence from the lower mainland come over to Victoria in the past couple of years. Um, however, like I said, we're here today dispelling the myth the people say it's the Chinese that is driving the values up because in reality, and we'll talk about this in just a moment, it's not. There's a lot of Vancouverites that have done very well. They have cashed out. Mm-hmm. They've decided to move either to Kelowna or come over here to Victoria and enjoy exactly what you guys are enjoying, yes. right? A quieter pace, good place for your kids, good place for education. Uh, and for me, because I have young kids too, it's going to be amazing to see this town in 15 years. 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. Thanks for joining, guys. We're going to take a quick little break, and when we come back, we're going to have a conversation with Ocean Liu and Leon Chang. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Today, we're having a conversation with a couple of guests who are new to Victoria, and they are people that have contributed to our community. Uh, it is interesting to speak to people who have different eyes about our little town. Uh, people like myself were born and raised here. It's all we know. It's a nice little town. And for many, because of the fact that real estate values have increased so much over even just the past couple of years, it seems that the prospect of home ownership just is getting further out of people's grasp. Uh, the difficulty, of course, is there's a lot of blaming going on. So people feel that the foreigners are coming in here and driving prices up. Uh, do I agree with that statement? Um, not completely. I mean, there's no question there have been foreign influences in the lower mainland, like Vancouver, for instance, uh, even Toronto. But the question is speculation. 
uh, one of the city councilors uh, in the Times Colonist back in April uh, stated himself, speculation is already an issue in our region. Costs are skyrocketing and the dream of home ownership is getting further and further away uh, for many of our residents. The last part of that sentence, definitely true. However, speculation. Uh, I have in the studio right now Ocean Lu and Leon Chang. Uh, Leon's from Taiwan. Uh, Ocean is from Beijing. The question about speculation. Both of you are involved in the uh, Chinese community here in town. Tell me, do you guys know of people that have intentionally bought here in Greater Victoria just to speculate and to flip and make a whole bunch of money and not contribute here in the community? Leon. Nope. Not at all. No. You're not just saying that just because I'm asking you the question. No, it's not. I, honestly, everybody's trying to contribute to the community. Mm-hmm. They're bringing their kids here. They're going to school. They're using parks. and everything. Ocean, how about you? Do you know anyone who's, who's done that? No, actually, in fact, a lot of people, um, when they compare Vancouver, Toronto, Kelowna even, yeah. um, to Victoria, um, they actually decide not to buy anything in Victoria. That's what I have been observing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and this is the thing. I mean, every, the media, uh, city councilors, people are saying speculation is happening. I'm a real estate agent, so I help people buy and sell. And uh, the fact is, it is it is said that I handle a lot of um, Chinese clients, which I do. Strangely enough, though, it's not a huge amount of my business. You know, I, I quoted in front of city council uh, last month. It represents maybe around four percent of yeah. my of my transactions. So, in reality, if the foreign tax did come and it dried up the foreign uh, business, it wouldn't affect me actually because it's a really small amount of my business. Virtually everyone I serve is a local Victorian who's moving from one place to the next, right? Yeah. But it always comes back to this whole thing about speculation and foreign speculation. And you you guys are saying again, you're involved in community you don't see that nope not at no. all i mean people want to come here they want to contribute to the community's uh, uh business uh scene yeah or more importantly it's again what we talked about is uh for their family okay so here's another thing so you just brought that up businesses there's a lot of businesses long established businesses in victoria that are mm-hmm. now chinese owned yes right uh mm-hmm. names of places we're familiar with right yeah. Um, so some would say, oh, yeah, well, they bought this business because they want to make money and they're going to turn around and flip it. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's a, um, a struggle for them to yeah. actually run the business here yeah. um, because Victoria is such a different market than where they're from, right? And you talk about, you're talking about half of a Canadian population in Beijing alone. <laughs> yes. you, you're talking about that much um, a difference in clientele, in the number of customers you serve, right? So yeah. they all struggle. They are not trying to make a lot of bucks. They just don't want to sit on their butt and doing nothing. Yeah, so so basically, uh, one of the reasons to purchase a business is to keep themselves busy, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. then hopefully interact with the community a little more, right? And now on welfare, because being on welfare in Chinese culture, at least where I'm from, yeah. you know, we will feel well, okay. very shamed. Okay, right? so hold on a sec mm-hmm. here, though, Ocean, because for a lot of people, the thought is the chi- the folks that come here to Victoria or the lower mainland mm-hmm. have bags of money because they're rich. They've made all this money in mainland China, and they come here, and they can sit on their cash. Well... <laughs> The immigration policy have changed so much, you know, since, you know, I become a Canadian yep. uh, resident. 
And uh, one of the things, if you guys just Google it, you know, you will see, yeah. is immigration policy only welcome people who actually are well established okay. to some extent. Yeah. Um, so when you say they have a bags of cash, in that sense, I agree. But at the same well, time... Because they had they had to save money exactly. in order to get here, right? Exactly. Okay, but like the guy who, who uh, Facebook messaged me that I read earlier, mm-hmm. he talks about dirty money and dark money from China. Yeah. Are we seeing that here? No, not really. Because you basically, um, there are two aspects to that. So that would be my answer to the question. First of all, when you are stating something like that, you're basically questioning the intelligence of Immigration Canada. Good point. (laughs) Immigration Canada actually has a very strict auditing, taxation, like regulations on every person who applies. Good point. To come to Canada. This is not the United States. It's not. Okay. Trump. <laughs> yes. Okay. Another, a second aspect I want to bring up is China has the most strict regulations about international transactions. Yeah. Okay. I can tell you, uh, to, um, starting in January 2017 this year, you cannot transfer more than 50,000 dollars uh canadian dollars per person per year okay so it's very hard to get the money out of china if that you can't just write a check from a chinese bank account and then yeah and leon knows this as a banker right Mm -hmm. of course yeah yeah so yeah, that that will be my answer to your question. I think that answers very well. Yeah, well, it, and and again, it's 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 dispelling myths here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Leon, I mean, you you see it all the time. Again, you're you're in the community here. You know people, you know people that have settled in here to Victoria. Um, I have to say that, yeah, there are multiple offers on houses. There are bidding wars. It has caused prices to go up. Not all of the successful bidders are Chinese. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, in fact, when I look at, I, I, I had one a little while ago, it was 20 offers. And I had a look and three of them were Chinese, the rest were locals. Well, there's a lot of people moving around in city from the mainland or from, you know, out of province as well, I guess. I, I mean, you, you, you have the stats on that, but definitely, right? They, it's no, no secret that uh, Victoria is the place to be. Yeah. You know, Leon, I mean, I know you and, and you're a really sharp guy. <laughs> Why stay in Victoria? I mean, you could go anywhere. Uh, family. I mean, it's it's an amazing, beautiful city. I've I've worked across Canada in yeah. several major cities, and uh, I have to tell you, that mountain, that water, just okay. brings me right. I, back. I'm I'm just saying this here, but you could probably go to Manhattan or London and get a job because you speak many languages, right? Okay. You're a sharp guy, um, and you could probably make a lot of money. And yet, you decide to stay here. In Victoria, thanks for saying that, Tony. <laughs> I I love it here. Uh, we we you know we've become the unofficial ambassador of Victoria for many of our friends and families because I've worked in Victoria previously in my other uh, in my other jobs, and when I covered Victoria as part of my territories, I, I've been here on business, but I've never stayed here. I never lived here, but once I have, and you know, m- being my wife being the alumni of Vic uh, Uvic, she's like, no, it's different here. I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. You know? Yeah. So uh, both of you guys, Ocean and Leon, mm-hmm. uh, 
because we've had conversations about this, about what's happening out there in the marketplace. Like I said before, it's a hot spot, you know, of conversation about foreign buyers driving prices up and everything. How do you both feel about about unintentionally being part of that equation? Mm. It hurts. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it hurts. Yeah. All right. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes when when that's I mean, we're human beings, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. And when you have somebody in your face, I mean, I would hate to be on the receiving front of that comment that you just read off earlier. Mm-hmm. That would hurt. Yeah. Well, I, well and, this, and this is the thing. I mean, I've grown thick skin, right? I've, I've been doing this for a while. But but the fact is, like, I, I'm I'm born and raised here. Like, I'm uh, whenever I'm speaking to a group of people, because I do a lot of speaking, as you guys know, yep. I ask the question, how many people here are born and raised Victorians? At best, I get 5% of the room raise their hands. Everybody here has come from another place. So for people right now to be complaining about the fact that other people are making it difficult to live in Victoria, I mean, sometimes we just got to look in the mirror, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so how does it feel for you, Ocean? Um, I, I would like to really tackle the problem from the cultural differences. Okay. okay? So we, I, at least I was, re- I think Leon can echo that too. We were raised having a different mindset about money. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my parents... Everything that was little, five years old, you know, my mom would say, save before spend. If you don't save have the money, yeah, yeah, if you don't have the money, don't even ask for it. Yeah. Or owning um, rather than renting. So, you know, with that mindset uh, growing up, you know, of course, I'm going to save maybe 20 or even 30 percent of my monthly income. And I'm going to buy my own house. Yeah. And uh, but a lot of my friends and Canadian friends, they they leave the moment, which is wonderful. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, when you you realize you are at a different stage of your life, then you might regret that decision. Uh, decision. I actually regret not being able to spend the money. Actually, go around the world and see yeah. what's out there. But. At the same time, you know, that was a culture that I grew up with. Um, so another aspect that, of that, and it was like moments ago that Leon said it, it hurts. But at the same time, I, it made me think that we as human, are we supposed to be better than, than that? Okay, when we had the, the financial crisis back in 1930s, let's, let's blame on the Jewish people for okay. being working hard. Yeah. Okay, boom, that's a World War second and then let's point finger at japanese for uh, making it better in regions like um, honolulu Mm -hmm. and this is in 2017 aren't we supposed to be smarter and better don't forget we all all have the same name human beings Mm. not chinese or you know this is that that's such an important point Mm -hmm. and one, one of the things that i had mentioned at City Council, when I spoke to them uh, last month uh, on their proposed foreign investor tax, which uh, did not pass, uh, as you guys know, it was just um, uh, it was a tie vote, so it didn't move forward. My 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 final line was, a foreign a tax is a lazy solution, and yeah, laziness agree. stifles mm-hmm. creativity. Yeah. And if it is affordability is an issue here, mm-hmm. and what we really need is creativity to help create more supply, more choices for people and all that. Well, listen, it's been great having both of you both on air. I mean, it's a, it's a delicate conversation, so I really appreciate the fact that you're here. Um, and I want to thank the listeners for listening to the show as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Leon Chang, thank you. 
Thanks, Tony. And uh, Ocean Lou. Ocean, I didn't get to the uh, Ocean Rain Arts and Education. We're going to do that one of these days. Fantastic daycare that you are <laughs> providing here for the community. Well, if you want to know, you can go on our website, www.oceanrain.ca. Perfect. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be here this time next week.